It's Monday, February 8th, 2021. I'm Tanya Harris, and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the Super Bowl, making this the first time in months that anyone from Florida was on the winning side of something. In his pre-Super Bowl interview, President Joe Biden said that he would ban Donald Trump from receiving post-presidency intelligence briefings because of his erratic behavior. Hey, when Trump was in office, there was little to no intelligence in his administration. Why would anyone assume that there would be any now that he's out? After being sued for $2.7 billion in a defamation claim by the election software company Smartmatic, Lou Dobbs was fired from his highly rated Fox Business Channel show. Tough news for Lou, but on the bright side, Smartmatic is going to have a hell of a time getting $2.7 billion from his pension. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell offered to have all 32 team stadiums used as mass vaccination centers, which is great news for teams like the New York Jets, who didn't have a shot at home all season. A Utah school canceled plans to allow parents to opt their children out of Black History Month lessons. All it takes is one look at Utah natives Donnie and Marie Osmond to know that there's not a heck of a lot of Black history taking place in Utah anyway. Mike Pence announced plans to launch his own podcast, which is a subtly brilliant form of gay conversion therapy because nobody could listen to his voice for an hour and still be interested in men. Investment groups are excited about next week's stock debut of the popular dating company Bumble. Investors think that due to the company's value, Bumble stock might see significant growth over a period of time. Of course, if you're looking to just get in and get out, there's always Tinder. It took several minutes to catch a fan dressed in a pink one-piece bathing suit and black shorts who ran onto the field at yesterday's Super Bowl. They probably should have gotten Tampa Bay's defense to get him since they didn't let the Chiefs run on the field at all yesterday. Embattled country music star Morgan Whalen saw his record sales increase 1,220% after the video of him using the N-word leaked last week. Wow, if the rest of country music knew this, they might have stopped using the word in private years ago. SAG-AFTRA has voted to bar Donald Trump from applying for readmission to the union, making him the only out-of-work actor who can no longer claim to be SAG-eligible. Now, let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new week of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Yellow, and as always, I'm joined by my TMI Daily crew. Let's go around and say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to our TMI Daily podcast. Let's start with you, Pete. There was really nothing super about yesterday. I don't really care, but the game sucked. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth? I was just excited for everyone to talk about their superb owls. Joe? Super Bowls. Hi, everyone. Listen on Google Podcasts. First of all, I personally love the game. But I'd like to say uh, happy 20th uh, birthday to uh, Disney's California Adventure. Boy, how you've changed, but still love you. Hey, and Chris. Yo, what's up, everybody? We are in day eight of Black Power, a.k.a. African American History Month. What's good? Yes, I said Black Power. Ours is not as offensive as white power. 
does, wait, hold on. Does, no, no, no joke here, but does anybody actually call it African American History Month, or is it just, or, or have I been saying it wrong all these years? No, 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 no. It's it, here's the thing. I say African American because that's the only thing that most white people understand. But it's Black History Month because there is a difference between African American. and Yeah, black. I was going to say, aren't there other things that happen between people of color <laughs> that didn't happen in this country? <laughs> no, it's, no, no. It's for sure Black History Month for sure. <laughs> when I used to teach, it was Black History Month. So I'm yeah, yeah. still. Black History Month, right? Now, see, you know what they get about this? I have to put it out there like that. No, we have to make sure that we do get it correct because here's the thing. Uh, racism is a sneaky little beast and y'all, people have been trying to change it to African-American History Month and we ain't having that shit. We are black people, okay? Hey, but you just did it. I know. I had to do it so white people can listen. So I can oh, okay, it's because it was whitey. Yeah, I had, to, <laughs> I had to do trigger words. You know, white people only listen when you do trigger words. <laughs> That is very that way, so I guess you're right. That's very true. Okay, so before we get into our main topic today, yesterday the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl yeah. 31-9. So what were your thoughts on the game? And more importantly, what were your thoughts on the weekend halftime show? Who wants to start? <laughs> Elizabeth, I want to start with you. I have no game information whatsoever. I couldn't tell you what happened other than the technical outcome. I did enjoy the weekend's performance. It was a little low key, but I like that it was also kind of weird. Like I thought he had a giant robot choir for a while and then the mirror maze thing. And then everybody in the movie us came running out on the field. Um, that was pretty oh, cool. That's what that was. No, that's it's actually, it was. it's, the, I was trying to figure face, out what was up with the jock straps on their faces. The face bandage thing. He's been doing this thing for this album cycle, I guess, about like, you know, superficiality and Hollywood and things like that. And so like the for the blinding lights video, he his face looks like shit, like he's been beat up. And then his in his most um uh recent music video, I think it's called Save Your Tears, he show he's looks like he's had intense plastic surgery. Like he looks really freaky and oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, he looked normal on yeah. he, Sunday because it was just he, for the video. He dressed so. like that for the AMAs with the whole yeah, with the bandit. Yeah, and he wore but the. My whole thing, thing is like stuff. it's like like he's going, oh yeah, everyone's gonna, uh, all the weekend fans are gonna get this, and I'm like, yeah, all eight of the weekend fans are gonna this get is for, this. This is the subtle one. <laughs> it's just like for the true fans. Yeah, this is for the true fans. But I'm just like the majority of people are gonna be like, what the fuck is? Well, yeah. Why is everyone dressed like Dark Man? <laughs> I didn't get it. And then a friend of mine posted on Facebook. She says, okay, um, please, somebody explain to me the symbolism. Am I missing something? Like, what is, what's going on here that I just don't get? But I had no idea what was happening. Pete and I said that when he went into that maze, you know, he's that mirror maze. We're like, he's not even like out where people can see him. Like he could have just shot that somewhere else. That was just kind of weird. Like why he chose, but I loved it because it's weird. I, I like I want more weird shit and like yeah. to me I boring all, ass I game. I love all of the memes that are coming. The from memes it. are, are <laughs> just, just brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, I just think I find it funny that that supposedly he spent 
Seven million. Um, seven million of his money. own dollars on it. But he clearly didn't spend any money on getting a sound guy to, to actually pump it. Oh, he sounded like shit. Yeah. I, I mean, it, the whole time, all I heard the next well, you, if you have a jock strap over your face, how good will you see? He didn't have the jock strap on. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's he like. He didn't before the jock strap when he started. <laughs> yeah. He could not understand what he was saying. It was a he, he sounded like a guy who didn't know the lyrics to a song. Yeah. Singing yeah. Well, <laughs> none of us do either. So, I mean, it, I get it. <laughs> um, I am like Elizabeth. I did not watch the game. I didn't give two shits about it. I didn't see any commercials. I didn't even watch a halftime show. But what I did watch was my Twitter feed, which is amazing <laughs> because Twitter gives you all the information that you could ever use. And the the, the weekend memes were incredible. I enjoyed every single one of them. Some like a little, a few of them were a little bit too savage, but uh, <laughs> that's also enjoyment. And I'm just mad because, like, I don't know why he wore those uh, O.J. Simpson isotoner gloves for his performance. Like, that's not a that's not a good look, Weekend. I don't know who told you to do that, but you paid seven million. I would not put on the O.J. Simpson gloves. Like, he might as well have just drove through to the stadium with a fucking Bronco. Also, wait, hold on, hold on. Also, too, like. You can't be you can't make a political statement when your entire audience is 23-year-old white women. Come on, we can't. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like all you're doing is creating future Karen's who are gonna try to defend a black person in public when they don't know what the fuck they're talking about and just gonna piss yeah. everybody off. Stop it, sir. Stop it. You are not Beyonce. Beyonce can do this because Beyonce is Beyonce. You are not her. I understand, but you just wasted seven million dollars of the money that you could have put to something else more better. Just saying. Chris, well, Chris, you had all that money. I mean, I know he's a popular guy, but mm. I didn't realize he was that popular. I was like, wow, he just had seven million dollars just to, you know, just to throw into. Oh, he, he's 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 successful enough that he has the money. The, right. the problem is, is he successful enough to have been the halftime show? I, I, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, the, the, you know, it's like it's like, are we next year like going to have like Nick Jonas? do it i mean it's like i mean yeah okay it's it, the reality of it is that like the halftime show and i think and honestly and, and and this is my thought on this whole thing the reason why he spent seven million dollars of his own money is because jay-z's company is the one that that actually produces this now they didn't want to spend that kind of money on the weekend and so and so they were going to put him on a stage and he was going to do a bunch of his songs and that was it but because his people him whoever it was thought that he had to hype himself up to be a much bigger star than he is. I mean, you know, the, the sad truth is, in, in you know, it, because of streaming and everything else, big celebrity, you know, mu- musicians right now don't have to sell records to be big, uh, to be big in the, in the industry. I mean, the, when you see that, like this weekend that Ariana Grande broke her 20th record, um, 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 Guinness book record, you know, for streaming and for uh, downloads of her songs, like you start to realize this isn't like, you know, 40 years ago when Michael Jackson literally had to sell 40 million records, 50 million records. Well, we in order to be, go to the record store and actually purchase. Mm-hmm. You had to actually have, right. have some investment yeah. in it instead of spending 10 bucks a month on on da- on listening to a song. And and so it's now I, I genuinely listen. I think The weekend is, is good. I'm a little weird, but he's I mean, you know, when, you, when you're talking about like the kind of caliber of artist you could have had. Um, do that. I think that, you know, because of COVID, this is who you got because that's, mm-hmm. that's who, who wanted to be attached to, you know, a football game during a pandemic. But, but I mean, the reality of it is he's, you know, he's 
this, I guess you would probably best call him the Spotify um, superstar. Yeah. Chris, I, I, I watched the game, and I think that what happened was the weekend went in Kansas City's locker room and took all the receivers' gloves and put them all on. I, that had to have been what happened because those things were like eight times the size of his hand. They were just like the OJ like, gloves. Like the OJ gloves. It's all in the, the courtroom. Like that's, that's why no one in Kansas City was catching anything. <laughs> it's also worth pointing out about the weekend that he tried to fuck Adam Sandler's side piece at Uncut Gems. Never forget. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is. I was when I watched that with my brother. He went, "Wait." The weekend, like the musician, <laughs> we were both also, totally like, caught off guard. It was yeah. totally like like the weekend's night because they they debuted the Fast and Furious Nine trailer, and had, that's his song mm-hmm. in the trailer. So I mean, oh, I actually didn't catch that. Trailer. He's 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 killing it. So. Also, I'm sure Chris Darden is pissed because he should have got credit for his costume design. That's all I'm saying. Sure, <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> Now, speaking of the game, um, I was just reading something right before we came on that Patrick Mahomes' mom went on Twitter and tweeted something to Giselle Bunchen. Do you guys know about any of this? What? I guess she threw like. Oh, I caught. I haven't. I saw it. The headline, but I didn't get a chance to. Okay, I thought I was hoping that one of you could kind of fill me in, but she did post a picture of her with Tom Brady's parents, saying how great they were and how wonderful they were. But I guess like she took some digs at Giselle during the game, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Okay, we will talk about it tomorrow. So (laughs) some research. Okay, so moving on. Next week marks the stock debut of the popular dating site company Bumble, and investors are excited to get their hands on it due to recent success of the company. Tonight, we thought we'd take a look at the dating at dating during the pandemic and find out if it's still possible to meet someone when you're supposed to not be near anybody. <laughs> so it's all part of our week-long TMI daily celebration of Valentine's Day. So first. <laughs> Have any of you either tried dating, dating or tried to date this past year? And if so, how did that go for you? Mm. Joe, let's start with you. Yeah, I dated a girl for a while. It was really nice. I mean, uh, we're now friends. We have, it, it didn't work out in that particular way, but it was really great. But we were, we were extremely careful. Um, she's, um, she's an essential worker. She was a teacher. Um, so she was getting tested quite regularly. So part of our dating routine, we would all, I think we saw each other at most twice a month. Uh, most of it was all, you know, online and, and talking and on the phone and stuff like that. And actually getting to meet up just because we both, and I had to be particularly safe. She's a teacher. She, you know, she's going to school so, to work every day. She basically, so it was get tested uh, and make sure that you're, you know, where, where you're at and then go meet up and then test again. But like, I knew she was regularly getting tested and, and, and things like that. So it was kind of a little different, but, and then where you go, you have to make sure you're not around anybody else and things like that. But it, be, it, it worked out. We, uh, we, we had a great time. It did actually work out pretty well. So because then, you know, you know, she was getting tested, then you felt safe, obviously, like being around her the time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. But I always felt like it was more my because she was regularly getting done and she was, uh, okay. you know, essential. so it was really more my responsibility to make sure that I was safe for her. Right. end. So mm-hmm. that was important to me. But, you know, we, we it worked out. I mean, it's not your typical dating thing. You're seeing each other in person twice a month, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it wouldn't even work that way. But. I mean, it happened. So, and uh, and, and uh, like I said, it was fun. She's enjoyable. We're still friends. She's a great girl. Okay, Elizabeth. 
What about you? Um, I've tried. I've not had success. I'm I'm not uh, aggressively active on apps, but I do like try. And uh, actually, the night they declared Joe Biden a winner, uh, a dude and I were hitting it off, and I was super. I got super hammered alone on champagne. <laughs> I woke up with a deadly hangover that lasted a day and a half. So it took me a while to get back to his last message, and apparently that was not cool because he never got back to me either. And I said, I was like, I'm so sorry. I got way hung over her. I just was in a really celebratory mood, um, and I, but I'm sorry for not getting back to you sooner. And then just uh, he's gone with the wind, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've had – I have, like, got message, message. Message. <laughs> matches – and tried messaging, but not a lot of success. I also have to say this about Bumble. I know it's like, oh, the girls pick the guys. Bumble is, um, and I am not trying to like fish for anything, keeps matching me with like dudes out of my league. It is weird to me. They all are like weirdly model photo perfect, and they're all surfers and like bodybuilders. And I'm like, you're all fake. You're all Patrick Bateman. I'm not trying to get murdered. <laughs> Left swipe for every one of you handsome bastards. Get out of here. I mean, I listen, you. those guys are super insecure, so you could probably just get in their head and like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I mean, not a palm of your hand in like, in like 10 <laughs> minutes. It'd be easy. And it's <laughs> also uh, confusing, too, because I'm going back to it not only in a pandemic, but also after um, cancer treatment. So, like, when, do, when does that come into the conversation if it? I mean, it will eventually, regardless. But when? When do you include it? Okay, Chris. I want to ask before you, before you jump on. You know, Veronica and I, as as you guys probably all know, met through um, through, through um, online dating through eHarmony. Um, but it seems like it's a, a completely different time uh, than today. Like like this is now what eight years ago, right, Ben? Yeah. Um, do you ever like if you do use any of the those apps? What kind of apprehension do you have uh, with not, with whether or not you're, you're sure you're actually talking to the person that you're that you're messaging with? Like, is it, is it, <laughs> it's less so on other ones, but I'm, I'm telling you, the Bumble ones just seem fake. Like it's just they're all too like professional photo perfect. It's fucking weird. You well, just know that's part of it as Bumble in L.A. Yeah, um, because Bumble has has actually has a certification in it. I'm not well, saying I didn't try to apply for it's, Riot it's, either. It's much though, tougher so. to catfish on Bumble because <laughs> they actually have a certified like people look for that certified check mark. Oh, okay. Because Bumble yeah. is checked to make sure you're real. So um, as compared to like Tinder, which is just crazy. And not, how does but, Bumble yeah. think I want a fucking bodybuilder? There's nothing in my profile that indicates that. Bumble? I need I need a dope hey, nerd. Hey, hey, bodybuilders can be nerds too. There's some bodybuilders that know, like anime like, and shit. Bumble's but the, the profiles anyway. also say I'm fit and you better be too. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, so I love, that ain't no, happening. No, LA profiles are often are crazy. But Bumble also yeah. has the thing where because all of us men are, are such horrible people, they've made it so that the woman has to respond first. But yeah. then, like sixty percent of the women don't ever respond. Like yeah. they're, and I'm they're just out there to yeah. get to get. Oh yeah, this guy likes me. This guy like, and then that's it. So even if I like, even if you're lucky to get a match, it's like one out of eight might say something, and then they say something as as wonderful and creative as hi. Huh? Oh, my favorite message <laughs> I've, ever, I've ever received. And this was years ago, but the best message I've ever received just said butt stuff. Whoa! That's all it said. It was great. Yeah, butt stuff question mark. 
Oh, so like, that wasn't a mumble <laughs> though. That was what? Yeah, that was like, actually okay. That was okay. Why are you not married? Okay, Cupid. Yeah, no, I, 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 I dropped like the okay Cupid. I've dropped the Tinder because uh, they're just horrible. Well, let me. Yeah, ask- I haven't bothered with Tinder in ages. So, so I, are you guys continue? Oh, sorry, Chris. I wanted to hear from you. <laughs> well, I was gonna say because I haven't done a dating update. I tried it like a couple years back, uh, and yeah, like. Things like Bumble and stuff like that where women got to uh, uh, hit the guy first. It's a great idea, but women are trash at the approach because y'all have not done it for decades. Like, y'all haven't learned how to, like, approach men because y'all haven't done it for a while. So, like, yeah, most of the messages is like, hi, or what's up? And then, like, but the fucking thing about it, on the reverse side, if a guy says hi like that, every girl's like, hi, what the fuck is hi? I can't Bitch, I read your profile and hi. look at details nah, and that. find something nah, we're going to connect nah, on. That. Nah, that's that. what y'all, I message about. Y'all hypocrites, yeah. that's all it is. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I have dated here and there, but like, you know, most of mine has been through like mutual friends. Like I haven't done the date. Like, I got, I gave up on dating apps. I had like one bad experience and I was like, Nope, we're done with that. So I haven't done the dating apps thing. Uh, like at all, like usually it's like somebody you meet through friends or whatever, but you know, it's different though, because it's not, you know, obviously we have to be safe and everybody, you know, get tested and wear masks and all that stuff. But it's like, now that, you know, I have spent so much time with like just me and like learning about me and everything like that, I am more particular about who I'm going to spend my time with. So like now that this, like this pandemic has opened my eyes to a lot of things, like previous relationships that I had had that were like not good for me and things of that nature. So now when it comes to dating, I like if, I am going to invite you into like this world of me being able to do what I want and, 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 and pursue the things that I want and put my focus on things that I want. Like, yeah, not just anybody can come in. So it's, uh, that's probably why another reason why I'm not dating. <laughs> <laughs> kind of answered my question. Let me ask you, Grant, I mean, just out of curiosity, cause, cause this is kind of foreign to us since we're, we thankfully don't have to go through this. Good for you. Oh, good for you. Good for what? you. Oh, somebody's, getting, somebody's in love. I could tell you guys like horrible stories of people I met. Sure. I want to hear yeah, that. Off camera, though. Off camera. I will. But, um, but no, I mean, the question I was going to ask is that um, because we're going through this pandemic, are you more particular about who you might even engage in a conversation with now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because, like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you you obviously, anybody who's single already has, like, some sort of defenses up. Like, we're all open-minded, but we, you know, and leaving ourselves open for the idea. Some? That, like, <laughs> I, I say some. Some people <laughs> Well, because some people have, uh, you know, me and Elizabeth talk about this, but some people have this like grand idea of who they are supposed to be in love with. And if you don't fit that particular box, then they don't even mm-hmm. look at you in that, in that, in, in that way, like at all. Like they won't even give you the time of day, which I think is absurd and ridiculous because you know, that's just not how shit works. It's all on our other podcast. Show right. me what I've been missing available on your uh, major podcast platforms. Yeah, yeah. And YouTube. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> New yeah. episode out today. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. She's right. Uh, yeah, but that's it's throwing me <laughs> off. That promo. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, no, but that, it is, man. You have to be that way because uh, now that that especially, I mean, we got two things kind of on our shoulders right now. We got a pandemic and we got a lot of time to think. 
And in those, in the, and when you got that two things of a combination, you can't just, you don't have time to just be wasting your, like, like, and now we're seeing too, like, look how people are like dying. Like people are falling off like flies. So like that literally let us know how short this life is. So like now people who really care about themselves and really have taken, you know, taking this time to, you know, really develop who they are. Yeah, it's a little bit. People are going to be a little bit more or picky these days, and, and there's going to be a lot of people left in the dust. I am very lucky that I'm at that age now where where the other half has just realized that having those like 18 things on their list and they won't mm-hmm. date that person otherwise, that they've just hit that wall. And it's like, oh shit, I'm never finding that person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that person too, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, nine times out of ten, when people have this like idea of who their perfect soulmate is, that person doesn't exist. Why? Because it's in your brain. No, and, yeah. well, and then no, here's the thing: you, have- you date somebody that has that like-minded, but then you don't like them because you see all the flaws that are within you. So it's a it's a vicious it's cycle. Of well, when you have you, you have so many people on the list, there's only there's only two of them in the world, and they're both taken. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who oh, I want to date, Brad Pitt? Well, Brad Pitt is dead. <laughs> have to disagree with that in in terms of us because i think i did marry my soulmate and no, i'm not saying that, no, no, no. i'm not saying that your soulmate. i'm just saying that like you can't like if you have like this statue that you've right right in your head and then like you don't if nobody if nobody meets that that picture that you have nobody's ever going to be good enough for you i'm not yeah. saying pete's not that like sit like there are things but if you have to match. If it was like you have five boxes and they don't fill every single one of those boxes, then you can't be with them. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, and I also think too it, it has to do with age. The older you yeah. get, the more you realize, you know, this ideal persona that I've had in my head from you yeah. know when I was in my twenties is right. probably not going to exist. So yeah, right. that, that's like I'm sure you at twelve probably wanted to marry like Joey McIntyre, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I mean. Like some people stick to that, like from 12 until whenever they're like, "I'm Joey Mac." Like if he doesn't at least well, look and like it him. It's so funny that you mentioned that because, like, I personally know people. I'm not saying friends of mine, but uh-huh. I've known of women that are still stuck in that. Like mm-hmm. they're my yeah. age, and they never did anything else with their life. Like they're still single. They're still like, because they're never going to meet Joey McIntyre. They're not going to die. In their twenties, it was Joey McIntyre. Then they hit their fifties and it's like, Hey, you know, Joey, the guy at the sub shop, isn't that bad. Take him, right? Jimmy John says he's ready to go. The gas station, Joey from the gas station. First of all, gas station Joey sounds like a neighborhood guy. Oh, gas gas station Joey. so true what you're saying because like I said I'm not saying any of my friends but like there are people that I've met who still have this ideal you know concept mm. of a man and they're in their 40s or you know, 50s and they just never dated anybody because that person wasn't Joey McIntyre or Don Wobber. Right. At this point, yeah. at this point for, for every for every like like Christmas and birthdays and all that every gift should just be another cat. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep giving him a cat. <laughs> oh no, not a cat. No. Well, I know how Chris feels about this, but let me ask Elizabeth and Joe this. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you guys, you know, meet somebody online now, you know, still during this pandemic. How open are you like on going to like a socially distant date with them? Or are you a little bit more reserved because we are still in the in a middle of a pandemic? 
I mean, as long as they're truthful about like how much they're genuinely quarantining, if we both agree to get COVID tests, I mean, I have to be kind of extra safe. I can't really oh, yeah. mm-hmm. fuck around with someone who's like, yeah, don't worry. I actually got a message from a guy uh, that was starting normal and then it was like, look, I just uh, looking to to have like sex only friends with benefit and uh, I got COVID tests and a vasectomy. So you want in? I was like, no. Actually, oh, that's, that's a double whammy. Dude. I was like, well, <laughs> no. that's what we like to call the covectomy. Because <laughs> yeah, you ain't got those tests, but you didn't tell me if you had STD tests. Pal, See, it's so shit like that, know. though. There's shit like that that makes me scared as a man to be on, 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 yeah. on social, like on dating sites. Here's why. Because automatically, most men become like 10% more creepier when they get on those sites. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you're on them too long, you just stop giving a fuck. And I don't want to get to that, like, not giving a fuck moment and sex. Yeah. Some shit like that to a person like that. <laughs> that's insane that you think that that was okay. Like you expected yeah. positive results from that. That's insane. Right. And yeah. I just kept going, no, no, that's that's okay. But thank you for the offer. And they were like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. At least Midwest accent comes asked up. twice. He just wanted to make sure he, he didn't want you to make a mistake. Don't throw away that opportunity, girlfriend. <laughs> Oh my God! Just I'm sorry, Elizabeth. This is I know it's like more inside between you and me, but I think you were Charlotte in that situation. That yes, was- I was. I was Charlotte from Sex and the City. I was like, oh no, I'm a, I'm very much a Charlotte, uh, as we've established, and uh, maybe here and as on our other thing. Uh, but yeah, I, was, I I wouldn't be hesitant as long as I knew like get, had a good sense they were being upfront, and that's hard. And I think I would like probably only like socially distance meet them first in person mm-hmm. and uh, before I ever got like physically like hey let's like kiss or hold hands or whatever you know yeah, of course in yeah. this public park okay I mean you gotta be you gotta be normal in a public park so there's that I mean oh. unless you want to get arrested yeah Joe what about you so like I, I am still on Bumble and I also do um um coffee meets bagel but i really i'll be honest with you i have not had that much success with them i was dating a couple of years back you remember the the uh xla cop i was da- that was i met her on bumble but oh i, I remember her oh yeah but um for the most part i've been uh you know it really hasn't worked out and i i wonder if like buying stock in them is a is really a good idea because the majority <laughs> of people seem to be doing the free stuff on them no seriously they do the free stuff and but dating apps are great for the top 10 percent of really attractive people i think but i think the majority of people kind of just get knocked around in there to the point where it gets depressing now i will say where i have had a, a lot of success success was i go on the facebook singles groups of stuff that i like and join them and the reason being is that you're kind of social with the whole group first because there's a whole group of people that are being social so you can kind of feel them out even ahead of time before you even you know approach and ask you know what's going on mm-hmm. and of course you know i hate to say this but the majority of, of guys are really, really make it bad for the rest of us. I don't even want to say the majority. I'll just say there are plenty of guys that just make it bad for the rest of us guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's still guys like I'm, I met the, the last girl I was dating on the Disney, uh, Disneyland West coast singles, which was great. But, um, uh, you know, there's guys over there that are just, you know, sending dick pics. It's the Disneyland singles. Why you said like, why would you think that that's a good idea? Like, I don't know. Send like Ratatouille's dick. I mean, that's my like, that would interest them. You know what I mean? Like, like the new meaning to house in the mouse. <laughs> their own. 
like, that's 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 that. That. like you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, seriously. But um, I found that that's a much better way to go. I'm not paying any extra for it, but now I can be social with everybody first and kind yeah. of feel them out. So now I already can say, well, this person, just by the way they're acting and stuff like that, I don't know if that's somebody I want to, you know, approach. But, right. you know, you can do that. And then the, the thing is that it kind of goes both ways there, too, because uh, a lot of guys, you know, they have had the women approach them as well, too, because they like the same way. See, I have the advantage, uh, believe it or not, guys, but a lot of people on there think I'm funny. I know you guys don't, but they do. So, uh, and that really helps. I do. You can really, you can really, but the thing that I'm making is that you can really make your personality shine there. Yeah. And it's a good or a bad thing. And that's what I suggest. Not that I'm trying to listen. If you want to buy your Bumble stock, go ahead. Um, you know, and then watch Reddit to make sure in case they, they want to blow <laughs> it up. But um, <clears throat> the dating apps, I think, I think the dating apps make, because we, we talk about how there's a whole generation of people that aren't getting married that aren't mm-hmm. having kids and they talk about, but I think it's because the majority of dating nowadays is done through electronics and dating yeah. apps can really just, the majority of people just get depressed by it. They just get yeah. completely turned off, turned off by it because it's just horrible. Right. Um, I know a lot of guys that just, they feel awful just because they have to go through this whole dating app thing. You know, mm-hmm. I ask girls and they get, Oh, they get 50 messages a day. And then there's guys I know that go months and months and months and months Without Not all those messages are good though, pal. Match because they're just regular guys. Some of those messages are gross, though. It's not so a lot of those messages are gross. But my point is that it just seems like the majority the of people are going for that. They're yeah. going for that ten percent, and yeah. there's a lot of really great, like regular guys that aren't getting it, and they just give up. Yeah. So my whole thing is, what's your niche? What do you like? Do you like cars? Do you like Disneyland? Do you like? Uh, nerdy stuff do you like books whatever and then go on facebook or whatnot and, and find the singles group for that and join it because you're going to meet other people that like the same things you like and that's mm-hmm. already a big plus you're already one step ahead of everybody else that's and, my suggestion and that's our tmi daily dating tip there we go <laughs> so let me ask you guys do you think the dating apps um are doing better or the sites i should say are doing better or worse during the pandemic. See, I've been reading both. Yeah, sure. I've been reading that, you know, that they are doing better because people are lonelier, you know, because they are home, you know, more, most of the time. But at the same time, I also hear that they're not doing as well because people are afraid to go out and meet people. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that they're doing mm-hmm. better or worse based on your opinion? Joe? Um, I think uh, this past Saturday's SNL commercial about Zillow it's oh, kind of like how great. it's kind of like the same way that people are treating dating apps when they're lonely. They're going on there and looking at other single people and saying I date and stuff like that, but then they don't actually approach them because a it's COVID or stuff like that. Mm. So, so they're just shopping like they'd shop for a used car on CarMax. Is kind of what it's <laughs> like. So is the is the dating app? See, that's my whole thing because dating apps still, while advertising is fine, the majority of their of their money is coming in from users that are actually paying to use. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that's what's happening. I think there's a lot of people using it, but they're all using it for free, and they're just they're just like browsing, they're just uh, window shopping and not uh, engaging. Well, I actually have some information. So, according to data company Apptopia, the top twenty dating apps have gained one point five million daily active users this year, with the biggest gains going to smaller, less known apps like Lavu. Is it Lavu? That's how you Lavu. say. It? Okay, Lavu, which yeah. promotes itself as a dating app. That's also a chat app and Hinge, which limits the amount of likes you can have per day so that users can have more meaningful dates. Also, ethnic and sexual orientation specific apps like BLK for Black Singles 
Chispa for Latinos, Grinder for gay men, and Her for lesbians have seen large growth since the beginning of the pandemic. I just want to so, know, like, 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 who thought that Hinged was a good idea for a dating app? Where'd you find your? Oh, I found them unhinged. Come on, <laughs> I found them on unhinged. Unhinged. <laughs> I mean, I would also, st- honestly, I would, uh, uh, I would totally pay for a matchmaker, a Yenta, something, uh-huh. like an intermediary. That would that'd be great. Do you ever watch uh, Indian matchmaker? I sure did. I was like, oh hell God. yeah, this seems like a so great right. system. <laughs> I'm not a reality uh, show person, but I really like that show a lot. But speaking yeah. of people with high expectations, my favorite was that crazy brown Aparna. She was the best. Oh, she, I know. She was yeah. like, I don't like when people are funny. I don't. And someone was like, I went on a vacation for 10 days. She's like, well, why would you vacation for 10 days? She was insane. It was the best. I loved her. Yeah, I, I really liked it a lot. <laughs> um, so have any of you heard of any of these specific ones or have you used any of these apps? No, okay. no, Chris, I, no? I, no, no, I haven't used any of them. No, like, I don't know. I always, uh, okay. Cause like for what you named up, I, okay. I get the point right because it's like you know it's for other black people to meet other black people and find love and stuff like that but like like race or religious specific apps always just seem kind of problematic to me because you know it also because that allows for fetishes to start being a thing you know what i mean somebody's mm-hmm. like really into black dudes but like not really but like they did watch a lot of like interracial porn so then they get on this site to find like black men you know what i mean like it happens too much or vice versa like if you like, like do you have to be black to, to go on blk yeah i mean black people or you could, i mean honestly how often are think, think about it like how are they really are they really that focused like a, is somebody really monitoring those apps yeah. you know what i'm saying because yeah. that'd be if that was the case there wouldn't be so many bots on Twitter or, or not Twitter, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Tinder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's probably like, you know, if for like, let's say there's like 2 million members on, on Tinder, then I would say 500,000 of them are bots. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know how they're really, you know, monitoring that shit. And I feel like they're not. And I feel like that's when some people can get on and do things like that. Also too, some people might look at it as like segregation. So it's so it's those apps to me just always seem yeah. problematic you know what i mean yeah. like especially and because and it's already because like people already see it as problematic when especially like uh, uh apps like grinder was under scrutinization uh uh not too long ago for people putting that in their profiles like no black men or no, no yeah, yeah. asian men or no you know twinks and all this other stuff so yeah I'll, those are always a little bit I, I when i hear things like that i'm just like Ooh. yeah pete well, I, I was reading when, when we were doing research for today um, about LaVou and um, and Hinge. I, I, I think I'm saying LaVou, right? But I could be wrong. What's uh, LaVou? Is that a specific one? What, sorry, say again? What is LaVou? Is that like a... It's a specific, specific It's a dating app. And it's apparently seen the, the largest growth of all the dating apps out there um, as far as um, new user adoption over the last eight months. But I think that what their unique feature is that it, they, they promote video dating um, oh, so, okay. so that, you know, people have to meet, you know, through video yeah. chat as opposed to actually meeting in person. So uh, I think there's a mechanism in place that you cannot actually meet in person um, or at least not until after you've gone through the whole video dating process. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as Hinge, Hinge's whole uh, marketing plan now is that they should people should just date over the Internet. 
Um, and so they kind of used this market, the pandemic, um, you know, as an excuse to kind of create a whole marketing campaign around it. I think that's why the two of them are, are doing well mm. from from what they said. They said, um, the, according to the notes, uh, March and April were really, really bad for dating companies, you know, because it was right after all the lockdowns started happening. But by May, they started seeing a rise. And by September, they were at le- levels way above where they were um, this same time last year. So um, or two years ago now. Um, so, yeah. And, and apparently they uh, they haven't kind of come down. I mean, they leveled off a little bit, but um, they've been doing really well, apparently, according to the data. And of the bigger companies, Bumble and Tinder have seen the biggest rise, the new users, too. That yeah. was something else that we found out as well. Um, so, like, Joe, I know you mentioned, you know, different ways of meeting people, like you said, you know, in Facebook groups. Um, Chris, Elizabeth, do you guys know of any other um, ways that people are meeting people right now? Nah, um, man. I mean, like I said, unless it's, like, through, I mean, Instagram, like, if you DM somebody. Yeah, I've, like, I've heard people kind doing of that. Yeah, a dating app in a lot of ways. People sliding into DMs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I think like a lot of like celebrity like spouses have been that way too. Like I know I've heard a couple of stories. I can't remember like exactly who it was, but they're like, oh yeah, you know, they just sent me a DM and then mm-hmm. they, you know, became friends and then they started dating and eventually got married. So yeah, yeah I guess it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so once we have COVID in the rearview mirror, do you think there's going to be an explosion of people getting out there to date? Or will this last year cause people to be more careful when it comes to new people? So what do you think is going to happen in the future, Pete? I always joke that the day that they found the, the cure to AIDS, it was going to be like fuck fest, uh, where people were just going to just go all in. I, I have a feeling that that's already starting to happen with uh, with, with COVID, that like people are so tired of um, of the lockdown thing, the, the COVID fatigue thing that I think that you're seeing people that are more actively pursuing the idea of dating. But I think that once this is behind us, I, I think it's going to probably increase exponentially. I, I mean, I bet when they look back, you know, in 10 years, something like that, we'll see, like, like they said during that right after the, at the end of World War II, there was what they call the baby boom because all these um, soldiers came back. And then within a year, they all started having children. I imagine that probably a year after COVID, there'll be another boom. It'll be like the pandemic boom, because I think just people will will realize that they don't want to go through something like this alone, or maybe they went through this whole thing alone. And they realize, wow, this is something I don't want to go through again. I, I mean, you know, not to compliment my wife, but, but I don't know if I could have handled this uh, for this long without, without Veronica, because it just, you know, I like being alone, but not that much. And I just <laughs> think that most people are going to feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, the same way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, I I also think there's going to be some kind of baby boom, like maybe not like like within the days after the but yeah, about a year. The only thing that might cripple that is if everybody's crippled financially from the pandemic, which is entirely possible. Um, Good point. Mm -hmm. uh, But but also that doesn't really stop people, you know. No, it doesn't. What are the COVID? Uh, what are the COVID baby names going to be? <laughs> like this is like this is, like this is little Joe Malarkey and uh, oh my God, vaccination! Come over here, vaccination. <laughs> listen, Jack. <laughs> yeah, listen, Jack would be a great name for him. <laughs> um, yeah, because I I keep joking that there'll be like a total bacchanal once everybody finally gets vaccinated, but also. It, I, part of me wonders 
if that will ever really get to that, like, throw off the chains, like, can you feel a brand new day, you know, whiz style, like, freedom party, because now people are, like, refusing to take the vaccine and still think this pandemic was never really a thing. And, and you're gonna have to really contend with, like, that whole contingent. Although I guess that tells you right off the bat who to not fucking date. So there's that. <laughs> Chris? You know, uh, I think it's going to be kind of a like a like an up and down situation. You know what I mean? Like once we do get through the pandemic and 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 we're not worried about it like we are now, and people don't have to stay home. You're going to see a lot of people going out, but you're going to see. Very, I think also with that, you're going to see very. Uh, uh, it's going to be short-lived to casual relationships because nobody's here's the thing because the idea like what pete was saying is like yes okay now that you know people have gone through this and maybe had to had to do it alone and stuff like that so that is going to be in people's mind but then after that after they get over that initial like explosion of getting out there then it's going to be people who sit down and think about it and be like okay is this the person I would want to go through this again if it were to happen? Like, if, can I get through this pandemic with this type of person? So it's probably going to be people doing that too up, up front, but the explosion is going to be the people like trying to get away from loneliness. And then it's going to, you're going to see that dwindle, dwindle down as people yeah. start to remember like, Hey, we might be stuck together for a year and a half. Can I stand this person for a year and a half seeing their face every day? Well, I also think it might be like a divorce boom too, because oh, be like, sure. I fucking hate this. Pre- I spent a year <laughs> and change in a, in a house, or in some cases, only a couple rooms yeah. with this person. That's, I would know, rather right. chew my own fucking leg off than look yeah. at them again. No, you're gonna see, see it's gonna be a big court. boom, big boom of dating, and then it's gonna be a big boom of like ending relationships hey. all at the same time. But, but you know what that means, Monica? You're safe. You're fine. I'm not talking about y'all. Yeah. But I'm just saying, no, 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 I, not that I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. No, 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 no. Trust me, I know people that might. Hey, I want to say yeah. something to all the singles out there that aren't wearing a mask that think the vaccine is fake, that won't take it because Bill Gates is going to chip them if they do. Um, I want you to come over to Chris and mine's new dating app called OKQ and on. Uh, <laughs> you can meet people just like oh, you. No. I, don't like you <laughs> oh, no. I don't want none of this. But how much are you talking about stocks? <laughs> what are you talking about? Stock points. I mean, I might, we're, I might, I might we're, get we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna drop that stock. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> I'm already calling my buddies at Reddit. They're gonna do a big, a big leak on Some it. Stuff. We're gonna go. Oh, we're gonna go GameStop, songs. baby. We're gonna go GameStop. <laughs> Okay, so my final question um, to you guys is, so after all this is over, the pandemic's over, do you think it's going to be easier or harder to date? Or is it going to be the same? Like, are you going to look at it differently? Are you not going to look at it differently? Chris, start with you. I think it's going to be both. Meaning, you're going to see, uh, 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 like I said, like we were talking a minute ago, like you're going to see a bunch of people going out. I think people are going to be dating more. But it's not gonna be like uh it's not gonna be like it was before the pandemic. Like it's not it's gonna be people I think it's gonna be less casual than it has been in the past. Meaning uh which can be scary because you know that's not the ideal way that you wanna go into a relationship. But I think people are going to be thinking more about the future when they're spending time. And that means that that like again, back to what I said before, relationships that people get into are going to be either short-lived or like the real thing there's not going to be like eh, let's just see what happens it's going to be 
real quick. <laughs> you know, people are going to be figuring these things out real quick because of this situation. Because yeah. if it happens again, I don't want to be stuck with said so and so. So you'll be more selective. Very much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. As you should be. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Joe. It's going to be the same, which is fucking goddamn hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But uh, now, with still, all those divorced men on the market, you know they can commit. Uh, so. it, is, it is still really one of the most, like, <laughs> it is such a diff- it's such a chore. Don't you want so a matchmaker to take all the work out of it, man? That's what I'm, I'm like, oh, no, low key into see, that I, idea. Like, I feel like, like I feel like that that's that that's kind of a scam too. Like, I like know. I feel like a matchmaker would just be giving my money back at one point, going, I, <laughs> oh, I can't, no, I can't. <laughs> No, it's their you, job you, to find you someone. <laughs> Stop that, Joe. Yeah. Also, selective is uh, it's a it's a nice way to put it because, like, here's the thing: people have been selective before the pandemic, and I think there's a, a fine line between like selective and unrealistic. And I hope that people come like this pandemic has brought people's expectations down to more like a realistic idea. But I'm Joe shaking his head. I, I, no, because now Joe. you can blame the pandemic for holding out. I think it's going to get more unrealistic. As but see, that's, that's, and that's why I don't fuck with dating apps because if yeah. you have this like unrealistic view of who your soulmate is, dating apps allow you to stay in that world because yeah. you can just swipe people all day that's the whole thing and it makes it and it dehumanizes it first of all because you're just swiping like you're at a like you're at a buffet which by the way we don't have buffets anymore because of covid so now (laughs) that's the only buffet that's the only buffet you can get is the is the buffet of boys on on like tinder but like (laughs) i just want to say i take my time and read the profile because if you have a a dumb lame profile then that means most people don't at least at least in this town most people don't put in the damn reading and it just seems like everybody's just shooting for that top 10 percent and it's like you can tell where the who the catfishers are because like the pictures are just totally like I love it that like they'll have a picture. Uh, every picture of them is is in from like a foreign country. Yeah. Like, g- give me a picture. Like, show me that you're in L.A. Because all I'm seeing is Russia and China back there. My favorite ones are the guy the the, so the, the guys that forget to change their name to a girl's name. So the, the, you know, it comes up as like Dave. And it's like no. Or my other one, the, my other favorite one is it's still in Russian. It's still in the Russian alphabet. You got to switch it over to the other alphabet, dude, before you put it out there, because otherwise we're gonna know. <laughs> there could be a girl named Dave. Okay, I dated a girl named Wayne one time. So hey, okay, well, oh, uh, you know. Okay, so on Friday we previewed some of the commercials, which were going to air on Sunday. Well, now that we have all seen them, Adweek teamed up with the company i.spot.tv to measure which ads had the most social media interaction, including the most mentions and shares on social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And we're going to count down the top 10 and discuss what we thought. Also, they did not include TV or film promo ads, so those were not included. So before we go through them, what was your favorite and least favorite ads from yesterday? So let's talk about favorites. Pete, let's start with you. I, I really like the, uh, the the one for DoorDash with all the uh, Sesame Street characters doing the, these are the things in your neighborhood. The V Diggs, yes. Yeah, I, I thought it was, yeah, with the V Diggs, yeah. I thought I thought that was just like, it was just, it was cute and it had, it, it had like, uh, like, like it was reminiscing in a way. It was nostalgic, <laughs> um, but it was also really a smart idea. So I liked it. Did you have a least favorite one? Oh yeah, I, I don't. I you know what? I'm thinking to myself, you're going to spend five million dollars on an ad. 
maybe not getting uh, Nick Jonas to do a, um, a commercial for you for diabetes treatment. He um, has diabetes, though. Oh, yeah, he has but, but, like, is that, like, like if, if, if tomorrow I had diabetes, my first thought was, oh, my God, what would Nick Jonas do? Um, <laughs> just, I just don't see it. No, but he's, you know what, though? I mean, to be, like, fair, he's always been an advocate of diabetes. Yeah, I, I get it. But, it's, it's, like I said, it just seems like a really wasted opportunity because somebody there said, you know what, we're going to spend our whole ad budget on a commercial for the Super Bowl. And I got the great idea. Let's just show Nick Jonas with a, with a cell phone hitting buttons on the screen. Like, because that's all the commercial really was. Okay, so that's so that was your least favorite. Okay, Elizabeth, give me your favorites, and then give me your least favorite. Um, I really liked the Alexa Michael B. Jordan one. Me I too. thought that was funny because oh, I like the wife just kept ordering stuff, and the husband's like, "Alexa, no!" <laughs> like the sprinkler line killed me. I was like, "Oh, I can't believe they included that in the commercial." Where she's like, "Alexa, turn on the sprinklers." He's like, "I already ran the sprinklers." Alexa, turn them off. It's getting too wet out here. <laughs> uh, I actually really liked the M&M's one. Not the entire thing, but I really just like the... Um, I'm sorry for calling you Karen. My name is Karen. I'm sorry you're named Karen. <laughs> um, the explaining part of that was good, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then my least favorite, uh, honestly, might be the Mila uh, Kunis Ashton Kutcher one. And I finally figured out what dri- drives me crazy about it. He's not on like the beat or rhythm of the song until right. Shaggy comes in. So uh, like where you would normally expect that to be, he's like, uh, you know, a few beats off. I don't know why. And so it throws Have you seen me off. white men dance before, Elizabeth? Yeah. And also he's terrible. So I guess that kind of answers the question right there. But uh, that honestly might be my like least favorite one. It's just uh, so corny and yeah. yeah. That was actually my least favorite one too because I just didn't think it was as clever or as original. Like they just got like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and just threw them in a, a commercial. Yeah, and I, like that. That's how I felt. Like there was nothing like really creative about it. So yeah, that mm-hmm. was also my least favorite one. Joe. What about you? All right, so um, I did like the Will Ferrell General Motors one. Play, yeah, yeah, ding dong. I thought that was really, really funny. Yeah, it kind of really brought back this whole Eurovision kind of thing. He, he punches oh. the globe. And, all, and they both end up, they all end up in the wrong Scandinavian yeah. city, which is so typical. But I think the one the one that really made me laugh out loud, like a fall laugh, was uh, Tracy Morgan's Rock and Mortgage one. Was just... <laughs> hilarious yeah, that was really funny that was really funny and it was yeah. just like like you know and it was just so like like i was like you know if i came to a house and i opened up the, uh, and tracy morgan was in the bathtub i would be like yeah i could see that i mean that's mm-hmm. the best part about it was like you totally buy in and tracy morgan would be in a random person's bathtub um my least favorite one was oatly oat milk Oh my god! That was just like like you're gonna spend money. You're gonna spend money on a in a Super Bowl. You're gonna spend money Super Bowl cars. You get a guy with a keyboard in the middle of a field. He's the CEO. Sing. He's the company CEO. Yeah, he can't sing. Yeah, but you know what? You're thinking about oat milk, aren't you? Uh, no, I am not. No. I am not thinking about oat milk at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's what somebody told them when they bought ad space. Was, see, see, you can do this. They, they and you know what the they're going to do? They're going to figure out oat milk. I, I would have gave them a much better ad because it's Oatly, right? Yeah. But the play, the, the quarterback of one of the teams in the in the freaking Super Bowl is a vegan who they call the goat. So why not just call it Goatly? Uh, oh. That would be hilarious, but no, they got the CEO to play keyboards in the middle of a field. Hey, well, you know. No, I'm kidding. 
So, Chris, favorites? Least I, I, you know what? I, I didn't watch none of. I literally <laughs> into zero percent of the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my favorite ones were the um, the Michael B. Jordan one, the Alexa one, just made me laugh out loud. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. The Jason Alexander one and mm-hmm. the Wayne's World one too. I loved with Cardi. Oh, I saw just, that one. I saw I that one. I take it back. I did see that one. one. And it was also nostalgic and I just I, I loved everything about that one. And like I said earlier, my least favorite one was um the one Elizabeth said. Yo, Wayne's uh, Wayne's World is like kind of uh, low key coming back cuz they just had a movie and like they did a Super Bowl commercial and I, they're like working movie. with uh, Grubhub right movie? Now with some kind of special thing. Yeah, Wait, look, Wayne's a movie. movie, movie? It's it's, it's in development. It's in development. Oh, uh, the third yeah. one. Uh, yeah. About it, yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been it's like officially it in, in development, and then like they're also doing a, a, a promo with uh, Grubhub right now, with <laughs> like for the local dining. Like when you order from them, you get free delivery, and then like yeah. two of them will pop up and like, "Way to go, dude!" <laughs> I ordered last night. I just, I can't. I always go back to the damn bit from the first movie where it's like, it's like people just do things because they get paid, and that's just really sad. Doing that in the commercial though. Elizabeth yeah. and I both had the officially in development look on her face, which is like, yeah. That really <laughs> <is>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the they got to do it soon. Too was really good because David Diggs did a little bit of his rapping, and mm-hmm. I just love the way he raps because he's just so amazing. So yeah. that was also one of my favorite. Ones. But I also laughed because I saw someone tweet like, "See, this is what happens when you take away the public funding from Sesame Street." You stupid. Jeez. <laughs> Um, Danny mentioning online that his favorite was the reunited states um, with America was featuring Bruce Springsteen and the T-Mobile one with Gwen Blake and Adam that he thought it was very funny now you know what I was reading to this morning that reunited states of America one as much as I love Bruce Springsteen I did see it and of course I liked it but a lot of people were actually criticizing it a lot of like anti like Trump people saying Come on, Bruce, really? We can't be reunited. We cannot be reunited with racists. Yeah, it's like, Bruce, there's Nazis. There's Nazis again, pal. Yeah. The Trump Trump people were saying the same thing. They were also mad. They were like, we can't reunite with the Libtards. They're like, how could Bruce? That's the whole point of the commercial, you guys, is take a minute. (laughs) He's just trying. really, really upset about it. This morning, I I read a bunch of, you know, tweets and and a couple of articles saying, you know, Bruce Springsteen, we love you, but do not ask us to reunite with people that, you know, are white supremacists, people that are, you know, and I was like, come on, don't take it out on my Bruce. (laughs) the Trump supporters like oh, just just love. attack that little that little tiny little chapel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I saw somebody uh, too, just uh, some tweet was like, "Don't tell me to reunite with people who would absolutely kill uh, the only black character in a horror movie at this little church." Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was there was definitely a lot of backlash. And we thought the backlash was going to be for that Budweiser. Yeah, <laughs> we have like, Budweiser skated on through. Workers, Bruce no, why, why all of a sudden are you getting all political? I'm Although, like, you guys are bored in the USA. Yeah, come yeah, on, guys. Exactly. <laughs> the Anheuser Busch one was where it was just like Anheuser Busch as a whole was kind of funny because it was like the whole premise was like, oh, let's let's go grab a beer. But then, like, people are drinking in the office and everybody was like, so yeah. you, I'm supposed to drink at work now? I, what? I've never <laughs> been to a meeting where everyone was drinking Budweiser. Yeah, I've never been to a meeting where so... <laughs> it's a shitty company. Yeah. 
a meeting where someone's like, "Hey, crack open a cold one. We're gonna write this together." That was a, that was like the. Uh, I like the for the some board, reason the orchestra the boardroom at my pillow. <laughs> the orchestra all ca- all cracking up, and Brewski's like, "Oh, you think you heard? They heard that bad note?" And then the one guy's like, "Only people with ears." And I was like, "What the fuck scenario is this?" No, this has never happened in the history of fucking ever. Buzz Budweiser's <laughs> trying to like like they're trying to make it a thing. It's like, yeah, it's okay, orchestras, you can start drinking right in the middle. First of, of all, a lot, like so many musicians like that are like violinists and stuff. They're not gonna crack open a beer with their hands. It's dangerous. <laughs> For their precious fingers. The two guys that are like in freaking Minnesota and the guy that's so cold he can't get the fucking snow off his car. They're like, let's go have a beer. No, let's have something hot, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, well, first of all, you get a few beers, then you go back to try to clean the car off after you're all warmed up. And then you're like, I got like a quarter inch uh, hole in the snow on the windshield. It's fine. I can see right out of yeah, it. Yeah, I can see at that. Give me another beer. <laughs> I'm not cleaning the snow off the top. It'll just fall off. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, it'll hit the car behind me, but that's not my fucking problem. The commercial that I saw that I was like, oh, this is going to get me to buy this. The Make a Love Ultra, the flavored drinks that they have now, the low-carb ones, like they have zero carb, zero sugar. Oh, the organic seltzers. I was like, oh, my God, how come I didn't know about this? I'm like, I am so on board with this. I can't wait to try that. So Uh, Super Bowl ads (coughs) didn't off. Oh, my God. That's another thing that the pandemic has ruined because it made seltzers popular. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Seltzers. It's like, hey, let's I can enjoy no, my... no, no, the alcoholic ones. I know. Well, let me do my plugs. You get to your Popeyes plugs. Let me do my Smith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my non-alcoholic Spindrift, far better than Lacroix because there's actual flavor in here. You're welcome, Spindrift. Sponsor our okay. podcast. Call me. <laughs> So let's see how many commercials made the list. And again, these are not the ads that people thought were the best. They are just the ones that got the most traction on social media. So at number uh, number 10, we have Verizon's Can't Blame the Lag with Samuel L. Jackson. Number nine, Tide the Hoodie, um, the Jason Alexander hoodie. Number eight, Cheetos. It wasn't me with Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, and Shaggy. Number seven was Uber Eats the Wayne's World with Cardi B. Number six was the Doritos flat, all with Matthew McConaughey. I hate that one. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey creeps me out to begin with. And then something about Matthew McConaughey creep me out less or more. More because he can slide under my door. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, the State Farm Insurance uh, commercial with Drake, Paul Rudd, Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. Didn't they play that one like six different times? Like, yes, like, I heard it's Drake from State Farm. a lot of money on that ad. Yeah. Um, number four was the Cadillac Edgar Scissorhands with Winona Ryder. That was cute. Chablet. That was really cute. Yeah, so number three was Jeep the Middle with Bruce Springsteen. Number two, Amazon Echo with Michael B. Jordan. And number one was the Mountain Dew Major Melon Bottle Count with John Cena. Oh, that's because they wanted you to tweet how many bottles were in the thing and then you win money or something. Okay, I didn't even... So that's, why I, that's why I got the most engagement because people were trying to uh, win that money. You were supposed to, uh, well, yeah, you were supposed to count something in the commercial. That makes sense, I don't know what it is. I think that's it was the amount of bottle caps. Amount of bottle, yes. Yeah, bottles or bottles. What, you had to 
count them and then you could win money for who somebody yeah. doing but i guess it worked because it got the most uh it got exactly. the most yeah. and the most uh, doing the research mentions. for the show today i i looked at three different lists and they were all all three different lists were all three completely different it was crazy so i think everybody yeah, but all those kinda... other lists joe were, were like the best commercials this was ad week's um, Ed Week's um, like list of of what got the most traction on social media. So it was like a completely analytical one because yeah, I, I was I was sure. thinking about just going with what was the best one, but it's really because like you said, there was like a zillion list and said, oh, right. this one was better than that yeah. one. And it's funny okay. because it was all over the place. And it's yeah. and it's funny because the Bruce Springsteen one is so high because of all the negative traction. Yeah. Of hey, good, good or bad traction, I guess it, it gets you there. Well, I feel like these commercials were just like sort of all over the place anyway. Like there was like just weird. There's just kind of odd. Like I didn't think any of them were particularly great and like super memorable forever kind of ones. Yeah. And then there was, was a lot of like middle, like where I was, I went, oh, okay, that's, that's all right. There were and, a lot, yeah, like you're saying, there were a lot that I just wasn't impressed with. Like, I was like, okay, like, yeah. it's a commercial, you know, nothing, nothing major. And the last few years, anyway, they seem to be dropping them early. Like, I've, I've saw yeah. at least yeah. five of these before. Yeah. Like, like, so there's like no, there's no surprise. And there, so yeah. there's no excitement to see it in the thing. Cause yeah, the, they were hyping the Wayne's World one. For like a week, and I was like, "Well, right. I." And then when it aired, I was like, "I already saw I, this." I saw I, the Matthew McConaughey one ahead of time. Yeah, me too. I, I saw the Shaggy one ahead like, of time. I like it when they don't like you know show. Yeah. Them. Right. So I want to be surprised. Like I want to be. That's the only reason I watch the game is for the commercials. I don't care about the game. But, but I guess uh, yeah. I would. I guess it's probably because so many people are not tuning in in general for live TV or like. DVRing and things like that, so they're trying to entice you to sit through the commercials. Also, you got douchebags who are already like, will leak it and they're trying to like put it out there before it even gets to the yeah. Super Bowl. So you got to worry about that shit too. Non Super Bowl commercial, I did see though. I just need everybody to know. I saw a commercial for Wish, and they acted like you could get all those real products. And I just said, I my jaw was on the floor. I was like, there is. The one was like using a yoga mat. They were doing. I was like, all I could picture was your little tongs, Pete. The yeah, hell I got you. My little tongs. <laughs> That's all you still I haven't got yet. What the hell I'm supposed to do with those? <laughs> it's wish, dude. I mean, I'm. I was Veronica, like, you still waiting on your liars? Um, yeah. <laughs> I would it in November. I might get it for my birthday. Yeah, I mean, I hope. Fuck, I hope you. I hope you just get it. I don't care if it comes in like fucking July. Just get there. It just it was insane to me. I was like, "There's no way." How how is Wish acting like any of those products are actually on their website and that you can obtain them within a reasonable amount of time? That's get funny. the fuck out of here, Wish. You know what? I have to. I have to say though that Wish does have the best means. You know, like when you yeah. order something on Wish versus like what you really ordered. I think yeah. that's so funny. Um, okay, so let's, uh, to close out the show tonight, let's see how we did. Because like many Americans, we made a, a few bets for Sunday. And now let's find out how we did. Yeah. So number one, the first thing we talked about or the first thing we bet on is what is going to be the outcome of the coin toss? Heads or tails? And we all said heads. And it was heads. So we yeah, I, I got. I've never been so excited about a coin toss in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot everything we had like bet on. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it all down so that during the game I could keep marking them off. Yeah. So the second thing on uh, number two, who's going to win the coin toss? 
um, Tampa Bay or Kansas City. And we said Kansas City, and it was Kansas City. The third one, and this I can vouch for this because Pete actually used a stop uh, timer. How long will it take Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church to sing the U.S. National Anthem? Over one minute and 59 seconds or under one minute and 59 seconds. We all said over, and it was two minutes and 23 seconds. <laughs> oh, God. It kept, it kept going, and I was like, yeah. I knew as soon as that Eric Church started that, like, this is called three minutes. Because it took a minute and 59 seconds. like, oh, yeah, it's going. Yeah, it's going. <laughs> Listen, I don't know why the Super Bowl hasn't understood. You can't get black artists to sing the national anthem. That's just going to be five to 15 minutes, okay? Yeah, they were stopping it. It's always going to be the that. Simpsons have a joke about it, like the Simpsons. Yeah. It takes them like twenty minutes to do that. And everybody's like slowly kind of wilting as it keeps going because they're standing, yeah, and they're yeah. all kind of like leaning forward. I'm shocked it only went two twenty three though. I mean, like I felt like it had like six minutes all, all over at first. So the next one, boy, were we all wrong. Will a fan run out into the field during the game, yes or no? We all said, no, it's not going to happen. And, yes, a fan did run into the field. I guess the only place place less secure than the Capitol is the the stadium where the Buccaneers play. Had the bet actually been, will somebody, would a man dressed up with a lady's bikini, uh, one-piece bathing suit, run onto the field? We would have definitely said no on that one, too. Yeah, absolutely. My God. The number five. The was like they the 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 Kansas City was trying to drive. They were trying to save their whole Super Bowl, and and the camera is on Mahomes as he's under. You see the look at his face, and he's just like, "Fuck this shit." (laughs) He's on the guy first, and he's like, "God damn it!" They cut away quick though, because I didn't quite see it on TV. I had to turn to social medias to see it. What's what's really sad is that that guy got in the end zone, and no one from Kansas City did. (laughs) No, no, they actually stopped him at the goal line. I was like, "Wow, this is just like the game." That's what I, oh, I did see that clip, though. I was like, oh, Okay, so number five was, what will happen to the price of Bitcoin during the Super Bowl? Will it go up or will it go down? And we all said it was going to go up, and then it actually went down. So was that Stuart funny? was right. It actually went down. Um, he he, at, he initially at, set up, but then he was like, wait, I think, I think he turned his mind. Uh, turned his, he changed his yeah, mind. No, he, yeah. ch- he changed his mind, but we did kind of agree that it was going to go up. So, and and it started out at like uh, God, it was like twenty eight thousand three hundred and something. And it was actually down by about sixty dollars. Um, like I still don't understand how the, how this is happening anyway. It went, because it, it went crazy today. Yeah, it went not. It was going today. up during the game. It was going up and down, but it, by the last play of the game, it, it was down, and that's that's how we had to monitor it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number six. Will any player exit and not return to the game due to a concussion? Yes or no? We all said no, and luckily, no player did. So number seven, Sarah Thomas is making history as the first female referee of the Super Bowl. How will she wear her hair down in a ponytail or up in her hat? All of you said up in her hat except for me. <laughs> I was wrong. She she it it. I saw the ponytail. I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Number eight, how many times will Giselle Bunchen be shown over one and a half times or under one and a half times? And we said over. They did, actually didn't show her at all. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Rising. 
We were asking, we were asking with Pete, we're like, maybe she didn't go, but if she was there, she probably didn't want to be around so many. There was like 600 people in that suite. So, yeah. so there's two things I know. They all about. secretly they, got they the vaccine ahead of everybody else. COVID. So it's great. Yeah. Were you, did you guys, when the, when the game first started, did you say to yourself, like, wow, there's a shitload of people there? Because we did. <laughs> we <had to> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then we so, looked at it, it was, there was the a lot of them were the cardboard cutouts. Yeah. And they were, yeah. They yeah. Them, but so. they started padding in. I'm like, okay, maybe a lot of them are the card, but it did look like yeah. a lot more people than what they said were going to be there. Um, so number, number nine, CBS is premiering their new show, The Equalizer, starring Queen Latifah after the game. How many times will announcer Jim Nance? Say Queen Latifah's name under one time or over one time. We all said over, and he never mentioned. Never Pete. said it. Oh, but I have to tell you, Pete was actually yelling, "Say Queen Latifah! Say Queen Latifah!" CBS showed the graphic quite often, but they yeah. showed the graphic and yeah. no one talked about. it. I kept thinking that as soon as it came up on the screen, oh, here it goes, here we go, and then he never said it. Yeah. He and probably they, and they had that before the game. He's like, "I am not saying Queen Latifah." <laughs> And they had that uh, Paramount Mountain thing they had, like, photoshopped in, like, a shot of the game, and they would occasionally, like, be forced to make a random reference. They're like, oh, look at that mountain. And this was so yeah. weird. <laughs> and the last one, the last thing we bet on, what will be said first, COVID or pandemic? Neither was said. Oh. So neither one of those. We went four for ten. So. <laughs> oh, no, all my fake money I didn't bet. Damn it. So Wait, so he, they never said it, like, even in the commercials? No, no, it had no. to be one of the announcers had to say it. Oh, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, those were the bets in Vegas, so that's what we bet on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that's how we did. So that is our show for tonight, so thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow at 6 p.m. We're going to be joined by the host of the podcast, You Want to Be on Top, which is an America's Next Top Model podcast, so that should be fun. So make sure you tune in. Have a good night, everyone, and stay safe. We'll see you back here again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Bye. I was, I was a guest on the we show. They're great. Well.